happy after the festivities of Canada Day and July 4th. Uh, don't mind me looking crazy. I just, I couldn't deal with putting makeup on today. I was like, mm, I'm, I'm tired. Uh, we are catching up, you guys. So I'm covering B90 before the 90 days, but I'm doing last week's episode because I didn't get to do it last week. So I'm doing it today. I will probably be doing uh, this week's episode tomorrow. So just know we're covering season six, episode four of Before the 90 Days today. Shout out to the live chat. I see a lot of the regulars. Hey, girls. Hey. Hope you guys had a great holiday, whether you're in Canada or America, all the things. All right. Let's just jump right into it. Oh, I always forget this. Uh, like, subscribe. Tell a friend, tell a friend, bottom of the screen, you can see where you can support the page. Uh, super chat, super stickers available, all appreciated. All right. Uh, what up, Penguin, Pammy? Hey, girl, hey. Okay, let's just jump into Misha and Nicola. You guys, I'm just... I, okay. As you guys know, I'm a believer, uh, born and raised in the church, all the things. Rebecca, I just don't believe Misha. I don't believe her. I don't buy her thing. I feel like it's, oh, well, hello, Lynn. Welcome back in over a year. Everyone say, hey, Lynn. Hey, Renee. Okay. I just don't believe it. I don't, she's giving me like actress vibes. Like she's acting like she's so holier than thou. And I just kind of just don't believe it. And I want to know what you guys think. Do you are you buying this this? And you know who am I to say like she's not a believer and she's not like I don't know. It just seems a little bit contrived to me. Anyway, she's off to Israel. Beautiful family. All her daughters herself. They're all beautiful. Daughters drive her to the airport. She's gonna go meet Nicola, who she's been talking to for seven years. And you guys already know how I feel about like online dating. Uh, I don't really think that it's dating. Um, if you haven't met in real life. So I don't know how you can say you can be with someone for seven years and then not have ever met them. And all of a sudden, you can't blame the pandemic. You can't blame anything because it's been seven years. So why now? Is it because you're decided that you were on a TV show and that's what you're going to do and production can pay for it? I don't know. Something just is fishy. Seven years. Who talks to someone online for seven years and never meets them? It's weird. It's super weird. Anyways, daughters drop her off at the airport, and um, she's excited to get to Israel to meet her man. Meanwhile, we know that Nicola uh, stayed in Tel Aviv overnight. Um, he says to be closest to the airport, but what we find out later in the episode, you guys, this 46-year-old grown-ass man hasn't told his mama. Now, that's another thing I can't wrap my mind around. So you haven't told your mom about your seven-year online girlfriend? coming across the world to come visit you. You haven't told her. So you've been talking to this woman for seven years. You live in a little apartment with your mama. You're 46, which is closer to 50 than it is to 30. And you haven't told your mama yet. I, I mean, am I the one that feels like that is absolutely crazy? Help me y'all help me live chat. I don't really understand. I don't understand the storyline at all like at all and i'm trying to be very open-minded but i'm just having a hard time that a man that's almost 50 years old can't have open communication with his own mother hi diana is it the diana that i know 
Do I know you in real life, Diana? That name sounds familiar. Okay. Anyways, make it make sense, you guys. So not only did he not tell his mama about his seven-year online relationship, uh, so he basically snuck out of the house. But he's also, you know, as we know, he's 46, he's a virgin, and he hasn't kissed a woman in 16 years. I mean, I mean, I guess monks and some priests and stuff like that, they're, you know, celibate and all this stuff. I just, I don't know. I'm not buying this, you guys. I'm having a hard time with, I think that it's just too much. And because they're trying to wrap it around faith, it's really bugging me, right? Because I feel like people already have their issues with faith and religion and all the things. And then you bring these two in who are like hyper. What, what am I trying to say? They're, they're hyper exploiting their situation. Like it's just all this random far out of nowhere stuff. It's, it's wild to me. It really is. It's wild, but whatever, here we are. So he hasn't kissed a woman in 16 years. He's excited to see Misha after seven years of not <laughs> meeting in real life. He's going to give her some, quote, small, fast kiss kisses. <laughs> oh, my God. You're going to do what, Nicola? You're going to give her some small, fast kisses? Is that is that the plan? <sighs> Okay. Okay. Let's just move on. So she lands, they hug. And this is what took me out, you guys. It took me out. It took me out all the way. They hug, right? And I get, I get that, you know, they've been talking and probably FaceTiming for seven years. But when he said, I love you so much, Misha. And then they kissed again. And then he's like, I love you so much, Misha, my baby. I love you so much, Misha. I love you so. Oh, my God. What? 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 What do you love about her? Do you even know her last name? What's her favorite color? What's her favorite food? How does she sleep? What temperature does she like the room to be? Does she eat red meat? I mean, I'm just randomly throwing stuff out there, but you love her so much that you had to say, I love you so much. And he's like, I love you. And he said it like a hundred times in five minutes. You do? Or are you just excited that there's a woman in your presence after 16 years and you got to kiss her on her mouth? <laughs> oh my God. Okay. What do you guys say in the live chat? I need a break from this nonsense. Uh, Brittany says, not just the faith thing, but how she explains the sensuality between the two. Uh, Renee says, he's so unlikable and comfortable to watch. Uh, Connie calls BS. Yeah. I mean, y'all, it's, it's a mess. It's a mess. So both of them think that each other looks better in person, although she hesitated and she hesitated for a hot beat, a hot beat, y'all. She hesitated and then she's like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, you do definitely look better in person. Yeah, I don't buy it. 
you hesitated too long. You probably thought, oh, Lord, I've been wasting seven years of my precious time on this fool, and I'm supposed to marry him? Okay. So, uh, <laughs> he said he, he's glad he waited 16 years. You are, stop it. Just, just stop it, Nicola. Okay? And I want to know, you guys, honestly, I, I want to know so much more. I want to know why he hasn't dated or been with anyone in 16 years. In all of Israel, there was not one person you could date in all of those 16 years. And I want to know why he doesn't work. I want to know why he lives with his mama. I want to know why he's never had sex. I want to know why he is scared of his mama and doesn't tell her anything when he's a grown-ass man. Like, I have questions. And I need someone to answer them immediately. Brittany, thank you so much for the support. Thank you for the super sticker, girl. Thanks, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, I have questions. I want to know why you're so smooth with Shady. <laughs> Wait, what? Who's Shady? <sighs> okay. So. Oh, I'm so smooth with being shady. It's the Canadian in me. I just got that now, Brittany. It took me a minute. Okay, so they're both in armor. Armor. They're both in love with each other. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Apparently, okay, apparently. They're both in love with each other. And listen, we might as well just, here's, here's my suggestion. Let's go ahead and go to the altar, get that annulment, knock it out. Let's knock this out by, by episode five. That way we can keep it pushing, right? Why bother? Why bother with all of this? Seven years was a long time. You guys must love each other. You must want to be together. There are no red flags. Let's just, you know, get married in the Holy Land. God did not strike me down for saying that. But you know what I meant. Like, let's just, let's just knock this out. I know, right, Brittany? Let me not get stricken down by the Lord. Okay, so. Misha's packed like her whole life. She's got two huge suitcases. And anyone that you uh, travels a lot, you know when your bag is over, uh, they charge you. But also, if you're at the maximum capacity and um, the airport workers have to lift the bags, right, from the... Um, I can't talk today. Uh, from the little... 
train thingy onto the plane, it's heavy for them, right? So they red tag your bag. And the red tag means that bag is heavy. And it literally, I've had lots of them. That's why I know. Red tag, and it literally says heavy on it. And it's a little bit embarrassing. It is because, you know, it makes you seem like you don't know what you're doing and you don't know how to pack. Anyhow, she had two of those on both her bags. And then she had a third bag. And then she also had a backpack, right? So she really packed her whole life. Um, and, oh, what up? All oh, my faves are in the house. What up, Crystal? Ty's way. Dre. All y'all. Welcome. So they're lugging all her heavy bags into a small little car. And then they make another, you know, Jesus, Jesus reference with the five loaves and two fishes and turning that, <laughs> turning that into, you know, <laughs> to feed the masses. But meanwhile, she's got all her bags and how do they miraculously fit in this small car? Lord. Okay. And so it happened. No problem. So they're driving, driving to Nazareth, which is, you know, the land of God. And they're going to stay eight days at a hotel. And then I'm like, well, where are you going to go after that? Because she's there for two weeks. She wants to meet your family. You haven't told your family. All of a sudden, you're like, where does your mom think you, you are for eight days? You ain't tell her about Misha. You haven't told her in seven years about a relationship. So where do you, where does she think you went? Do you think do you think that she thinks that maybe you're job hunting? <laughs> She's probably like, oh, thank you, Jesus. My son finally moved out. I only waited an additional 30 years. No, just joking. But I'm not joking. I know his mom didn't think that her whole life, her whole life, she'd be living with her son. You ain't got no job. You ain't got nowhere to go. And then poof, you're gone for eight days. She's probably having a party. <laughs> she probably has all her friends over. It's like, oh, phew, my son finally left the house. <laughs> okay. So... <clears throat> They get to the hotel and he has decided that he needs to tell everyone that this is his girlfriend, but he also wants to make sure that there are double beds and not a single bed because that's not his wife yet, which, you know, I don't really think, you know, I've been in the service industry before and some of y'all tell us stuff that we just don't need to like that front desk clerk did not need to know that, nor did he care to know that. But I feel like Nicola was like trying to, you know, do a little of this, like, look at me, I'm 46. I finally have a girlfriend and we're going to stay in the same room, but we're not going to have sex because I'm 46 years old and I don't have sex till I get married. Okay. You see, I'm sounding ridiculous because this whole storyline is ridiculous to me. Anyhow, they get into the room. Uh, she's going to take a shower and sends them off to go get some wine. And for a minute there, I was confused, right? Cause I, I didn't know what, I can't remember who's, who's faith, what, where, who drinks, who doesn't drink. Cause all the cast members, 
all have different like rules to their faith. So I was I was shocked for a second. Then I was like, well, no, he didn't mention anything about not drinking. So there, he went to get you know some tapas and wine while she went to shower. Now you guys, you guys, okay? What in the actual f was going on when Nicola got back? When I say a bomb hit that room, I would be mad. Because first of all, I think it's extremely selfish because, you know, you're in this room with somebody else. And I don't understand why your stuff is all over the floor. The lamp had her hat. Her clothes were on the floor. They were on a desk. They were on top of a TV. It was a mess, you guys. It was a, it, like he said, he's like, what is going on? He's like, this is like a warehouse, an explosion. It's chaos. And I agree with him 100%. One, what, what's happening? And she said it was organized chaos. Sis, listen. Listen, Misha, listen. I saw your house in the previous episodes, and it didn't look like you, you ran amok in your house like that. So what is going on in that room? Like, how? Do, why is your clean clothes on the floor? Is that just me? Is it just me and my African family? Like, your dirty clothes, maybe I could see. You take it off, it stays on the floor. But your clean clothes that you packed, that you just took out of your suitcase, that were over the limit, by the way. You just threw all that shit on the floor? <laughs> Carol said... Her luggage was ridiculous. I can't believe anyone travels with it that much for two weeks. So he's a little shocked and appalled about the room. He's like, how am I supposed to sleep in this mess? He's, she's got 10,000 shoes, 10,000 pants. And uh, when he said, and all my fellow Canadians will appreciate this, but when he said that she's like Celine Dion, I said, first of all, Celine Dion is a Canadian icon, a live-in legend. What we're not about to do is use her name in vain. <laughs> Second of all, she she has a, her own clothing line. So could I see Celine Dion putting all her crap all over the floor? No, I can't. I can't see it. Even with like, and she her well-earned diva behavior, I don't see her just like chucking her $1,000 dress on the ground just because she can't. But that's just me. And also I'm Canadian and she's an icon to me. So so he's super happy. He wants to marry her immediately. If she could get her annulment today, he'd marry her today. And that's where you saw the first crack in the relationship. Because he's like, I'd marry you on the spot. And she's not ready. She's not ready to marry him. I think that she was shocked at the airport about him in real life. That's why she hesitated when she, when he asked, hey, do I look as good as my pictures? And she hesitated. Um, and she's like, you know, we need time to get to know each other. We need to dig deeper in our relationship. We need to make sure that, you know, we're meant to be together. And he's like, oh, no, no. We don't need any time. God brought us together. We can get married today. Let me not tell you what I want to say because I don't want God to strike me down. But come on. Nicola, Misha, 
Let's wrap this up. Let's wrap it up. Okay, moving on to Jasmine and Gino. First of all, again, I said it before and I'm going to say it again. I'm shocked at how different both of these two characters are from what we've known for the past couple of seasons that we've known them. Um, I'm shocked. I feel like Jasmine has completely changed. I feel like this episode, you guys, I felt her violence through the screen and it was a little bit shocking to me. And Gino, like... You know, let's not forget that Gino presented as a sugar daddy. So for him to be up in arms about her being about money is ridiculous to me. Like you knew exactly what you were getting because you were trolling for that type of individual. And you even said that you've paid and bought dates when we very first met you. So are you surprised that you ended up with someone who presented as, hey, money's going to be important to me and I want to be taken care of fully on your dime. But you presented that way. So why are we now having an issue with it? Um, with Misha and Nicola, Brittany says agreed. He felt so much more sure that she was, but I also think she's playing. Uh, Drea says, this man doesn't work and appears to have very little stress in his life. So why is he aging like that? <laughs> and Natatat says, we are not into the Celine Dion hate. Uh, what's the age difference? Uh, I didn't write their ages down. I think Misha's a 42 and I think Nicholas, well, he's 46 because he's the 46 year old version. Um, okay. Back to Jasmine and Gina. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with them. I feel like I barely know them. I feel like they're a new couple and they're more toxic than ever. And I'm disappointed because I was really rooting for them, but it's the next day. And, you know, don't forget every time we've seen them, they've only ever fought. Like they fought all last season that they were on B90 and it's not different. He lands in Panama. They have five good minutes together. And then it's just a fight all the way through. I would find that exhausting personally, like, no, thank you. But they wake up. They're both in better moods. He feels better. Apparently he took a blue pill. Now this part is going to be, I'm going to like use my own words, but we already know that it's going to be talking about sex because that's what Jasmine talks about all the time. So Apparently he took a blue pill sometime in the morning. He was ready, good to go. They had sex. <clears throat> um, and, you know, she said it in the words that she says, the meat that you want, all the stuff. I'm not going to get into all of that. Um, but then we find out some weird stuff, right? Because we already know that they have problems in the bedroom. But here's where it gets weird for me. So apparently, like, their intimacy is not always completed because he gets tired or out of breath. So they wrap it up some somewhere in between, which, you know, is a red flag, but you guys, okay. I'm going to preface it with this. You all know me, you know, I always say there are four things that you have to talk about before you get in a serious relationship because they are that important. These four things will break up your relationship. If you do not have full on conversations that are open and honest and transparent. If you don't talk about sex, how much sex you want, how it's important to you, or if it's not important to you, how you like it, any kinks, all the things, and get that all out, you're going to have a problem in the bedroom. 
You don't talk about money, how you spend money, how you save money, how money is important or not important to you. You're going to have money problems in your relationship. If you don't talk about religion, do you believe, do you not believe aliens, atheists, agnostic, Buddhist, warrior, whatever it is that you believe, if you don't have that conversation, you're going to have problems in your relationship. The fourth thing, kids, you don't say, hey, I want kids or I don't want kids. I never want kids. I may want kids. You're going to have problems in your relationship. Here we are. Jasmine literally said, and I'm going to stay on this for a few minutes, so bear with me. She literally said, that in the two years and five months that they've been dating and granted, you know, most of that has been apart, right? Most of that has been apart. But the two years and five months they've been dating, they've only had sex seven times. Seven times in two and a half years, even though it's long distance. So we're wondering why we're fighting. I'm going to just call me Dr. Linda, okay? Dr. Linda is going to fix this relationship in five seconds. Here we go. Go ahead and break up because you two are not compatible. And I'm going to tell you why you're not compatible and why y'all should break up. And if you're not going to break up, both of you need to go to therapy. Number one, it's clear that Jasmine puts a lot of emphasis on sex and money. Those are part of her love languages and very, very important to her, okay? Sex clearly is not important to Gino, but money is important to him, but they're not on the same page with money. He wants to save money, she wants to spend money. His money is his money, his money is her money, not on the same page, okay? You all can't spend five minutes without arguing And guess what? Your arguments, you don't communicate. And instead, one is belittling the other one, one is cussing at the other one, and then all of a sudden, the other person lashes out. That's not healthy. It's not healthy. And that's why we're in this vicious circle. Go ahead and break up, or both of you go to therapy. But what I'm not about to do is sit here for another, because, you know, we invest two hours of our day every week. What I'm not about to do is have a whole other season where you two just fight about the same shit that you fought about last season. No. 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 (sighs) No. Okay, so... Seven times, two years, he apparently is having some issues because he already, you know, he's what, 50 something, needs a blue pill, plus he gets winded, plus he gets tired, plus he doesn't finish. There's obviously some sexual dysfunction going on there, or he's just not attracted to his fiance. Um, Then Gino goes on to say that he doesn't like to plan having sex regularly. What? what you don't what you know what okay i'm just gonna let that sit there with y'all he but he says i don't like to plan sex 
I don't like to plan sex regularly. I like it to just happen naturally. Well, clearly, Gino, it's not happening naturally if you've only had sex seven times in two and a half years and you all are engaged. Stop it. <sighs> I have real questions. Jasmine wants us to believe she's that super sexual and is cool with seven times in how long? Here. Brittany, Stevie is answering your question. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. Now, I'm feeling... So, as many of you guys know... Ooh, can I... Uh, let me do it this way. Um, as many of you guys know, I have my Patreon and I do a news and gossip. It's all by subscription, so you have to be a member. But I'm going to give you guys a teaser. Do you guys want a spoiler and a teaser? Do you want a teaser and a spoiler? Um, let me know before I actually tease and spoil it. I'll put it there. And then where can I put it? Um, how many times have they met in person? Uh, they've had trips. So he's done uh, three trips. Uh, to Panama uh, and stayed like at least two to three weeks. I'll put this in. Okay, I'll let me put in. Yeah, put it in there. Who wants, it's not just a tease, it's a whole on spoiler. I'm feeling generous today. Here it is. Okay, so I have three yeses. I need to see 10 yeses and then I might do it. Um, okay. So I have it there and let me just set it up here just in case it's a go. So I'll be prepared. Um, in the meantime, <clears throat> let's talk about Gino a little bit more. So they're not only not having sex, like a regular okay so we're doing this all right we're doing it we're doing it let me finish this and we're we're doing it oh where did i go here there it is okay so we already realized they have sex problems all the things and then gino's brought gifts and Gino's a practical gift giver. I mean, I guess that's the way you would say it. Some people would say that he's a little bit on the cheap side, but whatever. He gives gifts that he thinks can be used on a regular. So he buys her what he calls is a travel pocket, which is a fanny pack. Another one, because guess what? Apparently she used the other one till it ran out. Okay. And then... He bought her one box of hair extensions. Now, I don't know about y'all. If you don't know anything about hair extensions, we could have that conversation. But one box of hair extensions, which which is $330, which is about right. If you're buying like <clears throat> natural hair and not synthetic hair, good quality hair, not trash hair. He bought her one box. Now, it's the effort that counts, but there's nothing. Let me tell you right there. There's nothing that she's going to be able to do with that one box of hair. Nothing. She's definitely going to have to add to it or she's not going to be able to use it. 
but you could say it was it was the effort that counts but really just go ahead and give her that $330 that she can put it towards the $3,500 that she spent on the 10 boxes of extensions that she has in her head right now. Now, 10 boxes sounds a little excessive to me. Um, I think that probably four, maximum five boxes would be fine. But I mean, teach their own. I don't think she has 10 boxes in her head. Um, and I think it would be more like $1,500 plus however much your uh, stylist charges you to install the extensions. Okay. Then she goes on to talk about how she expects as his wife that she's not going to pay for anything anymore. So all the stuff that she needs to maintain her beauty and that he wants a beautiful wife, which she's not wrong, right? Because he came in, you guys, don't forget, as a sugar daddy. He came in as the sugar daddy. So she's expecting sugar daddy behavior from him. And so, yes, she wants, she'll marry him and she'll put up with, like uh, Brittany said, Andrea asked, yeah, she'll put up with all the things that she's not getting, like not the sex, not the this, not the that. As long as you're paying for the $3,000 apartment, my $3,500 hair, my $200 nails, all the things that I'm going to need, you're going to need to provide. And I can turn a blind eye on all the other things that I think are shortcomings for you. And that's exactly what's going on here. But Gino is having buyer's remorse, right? He feels his money is his money. He feels like he doesn't want to pay for Jasmine to live in the lap of luxury when they get to the U.S. Because he doesn't think that he can afford it. His money is his nest egg for retirement. And he's not trying to spend it, y'all. So he's mad because he thinks that she wants to spend his retirement money and he wants to set her expectations and wants her to know that his money is his money and his money is not her money. And so he's worried that Jasmine is going to come to the U.S., spend all his money, take all his money, and he's going to be mad about it. So then she's like all being buyer's remorse. I mean, for real, for real, Brittany. So he's all wound out about this, right? He's wound out about having a conversation about a prenup because that's really what he wants to do. He wants to say, hey, listen, listen, my money is my money. I'm not sharing it with you. You're not about to spend it. So I'm going to go ahead and ask you for this prenup. But I still want you to look beautiful. I still want you to be my arm candy. I still want you to be a 10 out of 10 in my eyes so that when I walk down the street, everyone's like, hey, look, he's got a beautiful woman. What's up with that? Sorry, Gino, you're probably not going to be able to have it both ways. So they throw in this weird massage thing where he's like, you know, are you still going to be able to give me massages? Because she tried to give him a massage the night before, but he fell asleep or he's too tired or he didn't want to or whatever the case may be, it didn't happen. And she says that she'd give him a massage with a happy ending. He's like, oh no. And he got all up in arms about it, which was super weird. Okay. All y'all, all of y'all that are watching, when you're watching the replay, this is a real question. What person that you know, and I'm going to be very specific here. What man that 
you know that if a woman offered not only to give him a massage, but to add a happy ending would be up in arms about it and say, no, I'll wait. Cause I don't know one. I could go on the street right now and ask a random that same thing. And guess what is happening? I don't hear any dude saying, oh, no, no, no. I didn't ask for that. I just asked for a regular massage. Shut up. Just stop it. Stop it. Stop playing. No, don't do that. I don't want any happiness. No happiness for me. I just want you to rub my foot. And that's it. Don't even rub my head because I don't take my hat off. Just rub my foot and I'm good to go. <laughs> All right. He wants to bring up the prenup. <clears throat> uh, explaining that his investments are his investments. Uh, and... So he starts bringing it up and he says, hey, listen, you know, I want to talk about my investments and about my future um, and about retirement. And she interrupts him and says, what are you losing your money? Now, listen, this is where I was already like, first of all, if anyone wants to say, hey, here's a red flag. Hey, here's a red flag. She didn't even let him finish his sentence. And she was like, what are you losing your money? Tell me now, because I'm probably not going to want to come to America if you've got no money. And he's like, no, 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 it's not that. He says to her, and this is where I felt that, it sounds terrible, you guys, but I felt like he was a weak man here. Because he says, how do you feel about signing a prenup? Well, you already know, since you're so nervous and you can't even get the words out of your mouth, how she's going to feel. And if you don't know, you have an idea of how she's going to feel. So you wording it that way where it's a question is already creating an issue because now she's going to respond. How do you think she feels about it? Instead of, hey, listen, I have some investments. I'm older. I'm not going to be able to work for, you know, another, I don't know, 50 years or whatever. I need to start thinking about my retirement and I need to start thinking about our future. And in thinking of our future, I would be more comfortable if we were able to protect my investments. And here's what I want to do. Do you see, that's not hard. That's not hard to say. It's very easy to say, but instead he says, how do you feel about signing a prenup? You know, we both love each other so much. But, you know, uh, and it gets all nervous, uh, loses his train of thought. And that's when, I don't know, the demon came out of her and she pounces. I literally saw the smoke steaming out of her head and the little horns. She was like on fire with it, y'all. There is no way. There is no way that my partner would be talking to me and disrespecting me in private or in public like that. There's no way. But she says, F you like a hundred times. F you, F you, F you a hundred times. Just over and over and over again. Screaming at him, F you, F you, F you. And he's like, oh, you always get upset. And then that's it. We can't have a, a conversation, which is true. 
I've actually not seen her to this extent where she literally loses it. Like he can't even say five seconds and she's like on a hundred already. So she freaks out. She cusses him out and says, you know what? We're no longer engaged. At this point, I would be like, cool, we're not engaged. Peace out. Go ahead and uh, evacuate the apartment that I paid 3000 for. Since I'm here, I'm going to go ahead and finish off my three weeks in the apartment that I paid for. So you and your sister can go ahead and figure it out. And if you're giving me the ring back, cool. I'll take that too and go ahead and pawn that while I'm here. End of discussion. What exactly are we fighting about? But no, <clears throat> he sucks it up and she's like, I'm done, ready to go. Meanwhile, he hasn't taken one bite of his food and he is like, okay, well, I'll just take this to go then. He's like, no, go. If she's ready, let her go. Let her, she just literally cussed you out. Let her go, finish your food, chill out. Where are you rushing off to? It just makes you look bad in my opinion, but he wraps up his food and he's still a gentleman to her. He opens the door for her and guess what? She complains about that too, she freaks out. She's like, I can open my own door. Listen, remember this moment because if I was him, I would be like, there would be no more door opening for you. And if you complained about it, I would remind you about this moment at this time. Uh, Natatat says, I thought I remembered April saying something about having someone on the green card sign a prenup is kind of like, what? Uh, I don't know. Sorry, Natatat. We'll have to ask April about their situation. Okay, so <clears throat> she's opening her own door. They're still fighting and they fought into the night. They fought into the next day. Jasmine slept in the other room and uh, he still wants a prenup. She doesn't. So what is he gonna do? He doesn't want the relationship to end. So he made a new prenup proposal for her and goes and knocks on her door. She comes out, they're on their patio. And she says she's mad, she's sad, she's disappointed. He doesn't trust her. And he wants all these conditions on their relationship. They've been engaged for a year and a half, but y'all only had sex seven times. So you need to put all that in perspective. She didn't say that, I'm throwing that in. Um. And then we hear that she has baggage and this is where it's really coming from, right? So she had an ex-husband, uh, she has two kids and apparently he hid all the assets. So when they got divorced, she said she got nothing, which I'm having a hard time believing, but she said she got nothing but the clothes on her back. Um, the kids do live with him or one of the kids lives with him and the other kid lives with her mom. So she's not paying any, like she's not getting any type of child support. Um, as far as spousal support, I mean, I don't know. She's saying that she just left with what was on her back. So she's got baggage, but guess what? You can't bring that baggage and anger to Gino. You really can't. And if you want to bring that baggage, you need to tell him that you have that baggage. <sighs> so 
He wants to have another conversation about prenup. She cusses him out and says, if it's about the effing prenup, um, I don't want to talk about it. I'm not going to marry you. I'm not doing this. I don't want it. And then he's like, well, I made some amendments to protect you specifically. She grabs it, looks at it, and says, I don't want this. F you, F you, F you, F you, F you. And she's not saying F you. She's literally saying it, but I'm telling you F you, and you guys can figure it out. Says it like 10 times. And then he's like, okay, forget it. He walks away. And he's like, you know, to camera, he's telling the producer she's always screaming. She's always yelling, her temper. And I agree. In this moment, you guys, I was like, I didn't realize that her temper was so toxic. I don't know if she's ramped it up for this season, but this temper that she has, and when she snatched that paper, I just felt like it felt very DV-ish and her being the aggressor. Anyone else feel that way? Let me know. Like it was, it. I was like, oh, whoa. So Gino uh, is talking to the producers about this, about her temper, and he has some fears about it, some worries about it. Yeah, you should have some fears about it. I would. And then she hears him talking to the producer. So she barges in, kicks him out of the apartment because he's talking about her. Um, she freaks out. She rips up the little new agreement that they had. Um, get your things. And get out of my house. And she calls him names. She says he's an effing idiot. He's the worst sexual partner that she's ever had and if she was with her ex he would know how great she is in bed and how awesome her exes and how hot her exes and her exes are all her friends and they all want to be with her so he's like well then why why aren't you with your ex then which is a super valid question and then here's where he like dug the nail into the coffin he said to her you're the worst sexual person ever see my mic that was a mic drop moment for gino in all the nonsense that he's putting up with that right there was a mic drop moment for gino i was shocked i was like oh gino just Took a little bit of his big boy pants back. Okay. For those of you guys that are watching that uh, don't want the spoiler because it's a big spoiler, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. I'm saying it 10 times. Then you might want to like, I don't know, look away, plug your ears, say la, 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 whatever you do. Uh, for all of you guys that said, yes, 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 you wanted to have this spoiler, I'm going to go ahead and pop it up on the screen right now. Okay, spoiler alert. Here it is, y'all. Jasmine and Gino are already together. Jasmine is in America uh, for July 4th weekend. Jasmine tried to play it off like she was still in Panama uh, in her American bikini, kicking it on a boat. She tagged it on her social media that she was in Panama. And then lo and behold, Gino posted separately uh, that he was also on a boat. They are in Michigan. Um, I can't remember. Arbor Lake, Michigan Lake, somewhere, whatever. Some lake in Michigan. 
but they are together. They're not posting together, but she is definitely in America. She is 100% in America. And if you guys know me about news and gossip, I don't say anything that I don't know to be 100% true and factual. She's in America. They're together. So all of this fighting that we're seeing in Panama and them like talking crap and prenups and wills and all the stuff. I mean, at the end of the day, they end up together. She ends up in America and she's in America right now. That is the spoiler. And they spent July 4th in Michigan on a lake together on a boat with some of his old school friends. <sighs> All right. Moving on. Christian and Cleo. So we're just meeting Christian, who's 30. Um, I I don't, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit like choppy with this one because I'm still, I don't really understand their relationship, to be honest. And so I have too many questions. And so the questions are swirling around in my mind. So I'm going to try to be succinct with it, but I still am like, what? Okay. So Christian's 30. Uh, I didn't even write down where he's from because I kind of was just stuck on his outfit. It threw me. So he was going to a Halloween party. He was some 70s newscaster guy. Don't know who it was. Maybe you all did. I didn't. Uh, he self-proclaims himself the life of the party. He likes to dance. Uh, he likes to date around. Uh, many, many dates. Loves to date during the pandemic. He married his girlfriend at the time. They eloped. And then by the end of the year, they got it annulled. And right now he's longing for a partner. So he found a partner in Cleo. I don't know. They didn't say where they met. Like, where did y'all meet? How did y'all? It says that you guys started, you slid into the DM. Where? On, on Instagram? You saw her photo and you slid into her DM. Is that what I'm to understand? Anyways, found Cleo. Calls Cleo his princess. She's a model uh, from Italy and lives in London, which I think is interesting because all over social media, there were questions about where she was from. And she did like a whole video about it. Um, and people didn't believe that she was Italian, but she is. And they literally said it in this episode. She's from Italy and lives in London. Anyways, so he's 30. Cleo's 32. She's a student. She's a model. She's also autistic. Uh, she wears this lanyard um, when she's out, as well as headphones to block the noise because um, she has difficulty uh, regulating her, her senses and so she can get overstimulated with too much noise and stuff going on around her. The lanyard is so that if anything does happen, she has a panic attack or whatever, they know she has um, an invisible disability. Um, she says with autism, um, and I don't know how it works, so bear with me, but with autism, it affects her ability to make decisions, which can cause challenges for her. 
I am also watching Match Me Abroad and we have Harold who's autistic, but I don't like, and sorry if this sounds ignorant, but I think that there is like a range of autism. Like, you know, when people say you're on the spectrum, so I think it's a range of autism. So maybe they, they're at different ranges because uh, some of the things that she described here were not uh, the same things that we're seeing in Harold, but I mean, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Um, so anyway, she's out, she's meeting her friend, uh, Usama, who she met in uni and they bonded over spirits and ghosts, astrology and psychedelics. And I was like, okay, what does that have to do with this? Anyways, they're sitting, production's there, cameras are out, and Cleo, I got, I think, got overwhelmed. So she gets out of, not character, but she gets out of filming to talk to the producers. So all of a sudden, this segment is about the producers and the cameramen. She asked them, you know, what their signs are, and there was like a Gemini. No, wait. I didn't write their signs down because I didn't care. Because I was like, what are we doing here? Why are we, what? But we're doing it because she's big in astrology. And uh, astrology gives her a sense of peace and a way to like connect with people. That's why she was doing it. But they didn't say that off the bat. And that's what was confusing to me. So gives her a sense of peace. Uh, Christian is a Gemini. And then they start talking straight about Geminis. And, you know, I don't follow that stuff so much. I do know that I personally am a Gemini. And so when I hear things that people say, oh, Gemini's of this and Gemini's of that, I'm like, are we though? Are we? Are you all into astrology? Let me know. I'm just very curious. I never got into it, but I'm curious. A lot of people really are into it. Like they do like the charts and the birth dates and times and all that stuff. So let me know if you're totally into that type of stuff. Curious. So we find out that Christian is a Gemini. Um, and so uh, she feels her being a Virgo, she's an introvert, he's an extrovert. And so he's going to bring like the turbulence to the relationship. So she's a little bit worried about that. But then she says to the producers that she's a simp for him. And they're like, what's that mean? And she's like, she's just so in love with him. Uh, she gets dumb for him and she just will do whatever for him. Um, and then uh, we meet her other friend, Jane. And they're thrift shopping. She wants to get a new outfit because Christian is going to be there shortly. She wants to pick him up all fresh and brand new. Well, not really because it's used, but you get, you get my drift. Now, here's where I'm confused. So I'm confused by Misha and Nicola. And now I'm confused by this new couple. Okay, so we learned that Cleo is autistic, but... That wasn't the, that was the lead. Wasn't the lead? That was the lead. But we also learn that she is transgender. And we learn that Christian has never dated a trans woman before. And that... he's this is all going to be brand new for him i'm just looking at my notes because i really do want to make sure that i'm saying this correctly um 
we find out a little bit about Cleo's background. So we find out that growing up, she related to her female peers more than anything, but she was bullied. She never fit in. Um, and then she was autistic on top of it. And so she had a hard time growing up. They went through like some of her pictures of when she was assigned male at birth. Um, and then eventually she said she chose herself to be herself. And she's had conversations with Christian about her being a transgender female and he's okay with it. Now, she hasn't done any of the, she wants to do some of the surgeries, including like her Adam's apple. She wants to lower her hairline. She wants to get her chest enhanced. And she has not had the gender confirmation surgery yet, right? So there's that. I'm going to get back to that. Now, she's worried that he says he's okay with dating a transgender woman, but how is he going to be when they're actually in real life, which is a valid question. How are you going to be in real life? How are you going to be when you're outside and people are looking at us? How are you going to be against the societal pressures? Uh, is he going to be able to deal with it? And not only that, will he stand by your side? Those are all valid questions. But I feel like those are questions you should ask him so you know what to expect when he arrives. Now, maybe he will act different when he's, he's there, but at least you have a better understanding and idea of where he's coming from. How are you not having these conversations? But then again, I don't know anything about this. So, well, I know a little bit about it because of um, Gabe from the previous season. Okay. Now, Christian's with his friends. Bear with me, you guys, because I'm trying to work it out. I told you, it's all a little... I just I haven't wrapped my mind around it yet. So Christian's playing cards with his friends. He feels really, really close to Cleo, closer than he's had in any of his previous relationships. Um, and that's why he wants to go to London and meet her. Now, he's open with his friends that Cleo is transgender, but what he is not open with is whether or not he wants to answer questions about Cleo, which he doesn't. So how open are you really if you're not answering questions? So he says that he's not really worried because, quote, these are his words, she presents as a woman. And like, I don't know. And sometimes in the live chat, we have people that can help us and help, help me a lot. And I appreciate it. But I don't know if that's something you say that she presents as a woman. Like, didn't she already tell you she's a woman? So she would present as a woman. Like, what else would she present as? I just, I don't know. Anyways, his friends, Ben and Nick, they ask him all the questions. So have you ever dated a transgender before? Uh, have you explored with other genders before? Or is this all new to you? He talks about how he made out with a guy in college. And then he said, his words, not mine, that he's hetero as F. And he's not into dudes. And that's where he lost me. Because, and I don't know. Okay. I'm already telling you I don't know. So you can explain it to me. But from my understanding right now, Cleo is a transgender woman who has not had gender confirmation surgery. So technically, like um, physically, she still has male parts. Right. So then. If Christian is saying that he's hetero as F, 
and not into dudes all his words then how is how are how what is that gonna look like do you see what i'm saying like what is that gonna look like and then are you gonna go on that journey with her and if so are you gonna be comfortable with it and again what does that look like you can't just throw out all this stuff and then not back it up christian i don't understand so <clears throat> The friends ask, well, you know, has Cleo had the gender confirmation confirmation surgery? And he says, well, it's not my place to tell you. And then he tells the audience, us, the fans, that he knows everything about Cleo. So he already knows that she doesn't have the surgery, has not had the surgery yet. And then wants to remind us all that he's not attracted to men uh, at all. But then he says sex is not that important to him. It's not the end-all, be-all. And I'm going to go back to what I told you about the four things that are important in relationships. Sex is one of them. So he's saying that it's not important to him right now, but I don't believe that to be true. And so I'm going to need someone, Christian, Cleo, one of y'all, to explain that whole situation to me because from what I learned, and I only learned it... Um, on Gabe's uh, season was that some of this is not how it works. Like you can't just be like, ah, whatever, whatever. I'm just gonna go with it. I'll figure it out. It presents some challenges, but we'll figure it out. No, there are questions. Let's talk about them and let's communicate about them because to me, what you're saying doesn't make sense. And we want to understand, we want to learn from you. We want to understand so that when this presents itself in the world, we can know what to say and what to do. Like, do you see what I'm saying, you guys? Like, you just saying, ah, no, I'm hetero as, as F doesn't sound to me like you have done any of the work to be inclusive and to really know who you are. You're like frat boying it out in that moment. And I think it's weird. And all of a sudden now you're saying, quote, she presents as a woman what like what is that politically like i just i don't know christian's got me on pause right now just like what are you even talking about you're gonna get there and it's gonna just be all wrong and you're gonna offend a whole lot of people because i feel like you just do whatever you want as a frat bro who just dates around and does what he wants even his own friend said I'm not going to say that he can't do this or he can do this, but what I am going to say is that he needs to figure it out because if not, Cleo's going to get his her feelings hurt. And that I agree with that statement. You can't come in all willy-nilly saying all the things and have not done any real research or understanding or self-reflection in yourself. Stevie says, I think Christian isn't sure about his own sexuality, regardless of Cleo. Uh, you might be right, Stevie. So then he should say that instead of saying, I'm hetero as F. I just found that really, like, lame. All right, last and certainly shocking to me. And I have so much news about Amanda, but you're not getting any more freebies today. You got one and done. Uh, for those of you, the Natatats. I don't know who else is in here um, from my group. Rebecca, Carol. Anyways, News and Gossip is going to be lit, y'all. 
this week is going to be lit. So bring wine. And for you all, let's talk about Amanda and Razvan. Here's what I was not expecting, you guys. I was not expecting for Amanda to be the villain. And believe you me, Amanda is the villain. I was not expecting it. This girl is, for, and I don't know, okay. It can be two things. One, she's still grieving and she's she's not herself, right? Which absolutely, that's part of it. But two, she she presents as a mean girl and a negative Betty and just mean spirited. She hates everything. And I think you put those two together and it's a hot mess. So they wake up in the morning. He's making her pancakes, which, you know, is a lovely gesture. He calls himself the pancake man. He, you know, he does all the social media stuff. And apparently he does this thing where he makes pancake and he smears chocolate on his body and people like that. He, which I thought was interesting, right? So he wakes up and he wants to have a conversation with her. He upset that she fell asleep so quickly. He wanted to stay up and cuddle and continue to talk with her because she knew that he was upset about the fight that they had the night before. And I was like, is this, what? Is he really in tune with himself? And he wants to communicate because it's very rare that you have a guy that's like, I wanted to stay up and talk all night. Uh, and I'm not hating on it. I love it. Let's let's go with that. Let's have more men who are want to talk about their feelings. I was just taken aback because she was like, well, I was tired. I was tired. And then I was like, you weren't that tired, girl, because that hickey on his neck is very distracting. Every time I'm looking over at the pancakes, boom, it flashes in my face. He gets dressed and wears like this plaid shirt. Boom, it's flashing in my face. So you are not that tired, friend. You are not that tired at all. <sighs> so. Um, but Amanda doesn't want to be pushed to tell her kids about the relationship. She feels like it's too soon. Um, yeah, it is too soon. I agree with you, Amanda, but it's also too soon for you to be all the way over in Romania, um, trying to work on a relationship when you're clearly not ready to be in one. And this man is being open and honest about his feelings and wants to be, uh, with you also knows that he needs patience to be with you and he's just doing all those things and you're just poo-pooing all over him. And I think it's weird. I think that you should just wrap it up and go back home and continue to grieve because, if you guys don't know, she not only lost her husband of many years, but in a span of a couple of years, she lost her youngest sister and her mom. So from 2019 to present day, she's had three people that are close to her that have passed away. So she is absolutely grieving. So he says to her, I just want to be with you. And she doesn't respond to that at all. And he realizes that he needs to be more patient with her, all the things. And so after this breakfast that they didn't eat, they're going to the grocery store. And here is where, and I don't mean any disrespect to my American family and friends, but y'all, when you travel, y'all kill me. you kill me, okay? Going to the grocery store, the first thing she asks is there going to be American food there. 
And my response, if I was him, well, are you in America? That would be my response. They might have some Western foods, but is there going to be American food there? Are you in America, Amanda? The answer to that is no. So figure it out. They get to the grocery store and she doesn't eat dairy, a GMO, no tuna, no waffles, no packaged food, no shellfish. I was like, well, then why don't you just go around and get what you want? That's what I would have done. I would not have continued to ask her, well, do you eat this? Do you eat that? Get what you think you want and let's wrap this up. Amanda. So, but he's patient with her. He's like, you know what? I knew she's a picky eater and she's complaining that he doesn't remember all the things that she does not eat. Amanda, I had to write down all the things that you did not eat. So considering the two of you just met each other, you may have told him on the phone once or twice, or like you said, three times and he doesn't remember, but it's because you guys weren't in a real relationship because guess what? You were just online. So he heard it and then he kept it pushing. And now you're mad that he didn't remember all the things that you don't like to eat and the list seems extensive. Stop it. He takes her to the park. Guess what? She not only complains, but I feel culturally she was disrespectful. So she complains, why are there so many birds here? Are they going to poop on me? And then says, well, we're in Romania. What if they're vampire birds? Oh, Amanda, you suck. So then they're talking about, so he's going to, he's talking about his acting and his singing career. And uh, y'all, I mean, he's, he's a gorgeous looking guy. Looks like he's in tune with his, his feelings. Um, he, you know, he could definitely model. I don't know if he can act, but he can't sing y'all. I heard, I heard some of his music and uh, it's like, you know, it's like this. If there wasn't any auto-tune, I would sound worse than I do. Dun, dun, dun. If there wasn't any auto-tune, I couldn't be singing for you. Dun, dun, dun. Thanks for using. Thanks for using. Why am I like this, you guys? Okay. Anyhow, he can't sing at all. But he's easy on the eyes. I'm sure he's probably a great actor. We'll find out with this video shoot. So he calls the producer. They're going to do some music video. He first asks Amanda, hey, do you want to be in this video? Because there might be a kiss in, in this this whole shenanigan and she's like i do not i am not an actress okay but you're dating an actor so you're gonna let your insecurities and your jealousies affect his job and do you think that denzel washington's wife gives a rat's patootie who he's kissing on screen do you think that she's that insecure or is she happy about the big checks that he's bringing home because he's acting Anyways, Radzman's music 
and acting career is important to him. So he gets on this call with the producer. The producer asks who the girl is. That's the new girlfriend. Is she jealous? Yes. She's going to be okay with the video. She's not going to be okay with the video. Hangs up the phone. She's again pissed off because she doesn't think that he should have taken this business call and she heard her name. So what did you say? And now she's all not only mad that he took a business call and spoke in his native tongue, but that now he's going to do a video and perhaps kiss an actor in the video. What? This all like Amanda, what? You Amanda, I was cheering for you. I thought you seemed lovely, but I'm on episode. What is the episode? Is this you guys again? Six, five, four, six. Oh God, we're only on episode four. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'll be back tomorrow, you guys, with episode five, and then we'll all be caught up. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm having some problem with, with some of these couples. And I don't know if I'm alone in that, but I've been watching 90 Days from day one and this season is already problematic and if it's only episode four i don't know what to do with myself i don't know what to do with myself because i mean i can solve the problem right now i could tell i already told you one of the spoiler alerts one of the most problematic couples guess what they're like about to be married if they don't get married by the end of the season she's already in in america so that means that you know the visa went through these other couples I mean, I'm not going to tell you, but I already know how it ends for two of them already. Like, I already know. And we'll talk about that in these and gossip, girls. But that's why I keep saying, let's wrap some of this up. I'm not going to sit here and just listen to y'all talk crazy. Well, I am because I love the show. Anyways, you guys, it's been great. Love y'all. Thank you guys so much for being here. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And I'll see you guys tomorrow, same time, same place, so we can catch this B90 up. Bye for now.